When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. For the podcast, Match Day Special is back. If you can hear this above all the noise, we're in the Sloney Pony, not the Stony Pony, the Sloney Pony, the White Horse, in Parsons Green. Pre-match, Chelsea. We're going to talk about that probably later. But first of all, a week later, the aftermath of that Spurs debacle, I'm with Andy Knott, who I was with on the day. We didn't do any content on the day, um, but I believe your words to me were, Stuart Atwell is a C-U-N-T. Would you uh, revise your view on that yet, or indeed on the VAR in general? Uh, no, I wouldn't. I, I think I said Stuart Atwell as a cunt after about 60 minutes. And I think that was quite an a- accurate description of what was going on. I, I didn't realise that also Michael Salisbury was a cunt. <laughs> but I've never gone away from a game quite so infuriated as, as that one. And I'm still seething about it because of the way that the situation was poised for us. I think it's really deflated our ambitions um, and I'm hoping that Deserve and maybe Bloom and Barber have picked the players up and we can go and do one on Chelsea which is, you know if there's any team that deserve having one done on them it's Chelsea Yeah, we did it once, let's do that again I fully concur with your view as you said, this is um this is uh, 60 odd minutes we had that conversation things got even worse after that because I believe I think we had the penalty claim certainly one of them after that point and it just got worse and worse it, it was bordering on farce it really was and on the podcast review that we did since Saturday we um, we didn't even talk about um, the fact that apparently Eric Dyer could have gone for an elbow Romero I think could have gone for multiple yellows and he um uh, no, it was Langley, wasn't it, that threw the ball on the pitch to prevent a a quick um, set piece from us. So we had all of that on top of what we've already moaned about. It truly was off the scale, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, I like to argue with Russell about the fact that officiating isn't quite as bad as it makes out. But that one was a shocker, an absolute shocker. Um, so, you know, conceive. I, I, I think we should have had three penalties. You might say two, um, but the long way handball was a definite penalty. Even Howard Webb 
has apologised for the Hoiberg and Mismo one um, and I think that apology might be the most disgraceful decision by the officials out of the lot because it's admitting just something when there was an awful lot more than that um, Yeah, I mean that, that was actually I agree with you. I think that's, in, in a sense, is the worst decision of the lot because it's it's an insult to us to suggest that we were only deprived of one decision. The notion that we would have maybe got a draw—that's what that implies. There was there were more, far far more than one shocking decision here. This wasn't the Palace game. This wasn't the Villa game. This wasn't the Leicester game. This wasn't the Liverpool Cup game. Where well, actually, there were two in that anyway. Uh, this was a number of decisions and friends of ours who weren't at the game and Nick hello to you if you're listening I know you're one of them said well you know we could have defended better for the goals and we still we still could have seen the game out but I mean you have to have been there I think to have really realised to what degree the bias was in place in this game it wasn't just the six decisions including a red card that should have been for Perisic which wasn't even shown or covered in the media those were six decisions but it was everything else every minor decision the psychological mental fatigue caused by all of those other niggly things going their way and the arrogant way with which Atwell did his scissor gesture to sweep away the notion of it being any doubt at all and for the far not to look at those major decisions is scandalous isn't it it's scandalous uh, I, I mean, I don't know if it's scandalous, but uh, it, there, there was major incompetence in that that game. Um, really was. I, I, I've never known a game like it, uh, and I, I agree with what you're saying. It, it wasn't just the big things. There was lots and lots of fifty fifties that always went their way. Yeah. Well, we we would say we get over. People might listen to us and say, "Get over it." How can you? We we just the Palace and Spurs games alone. We've been deprived of five vital points there. We would have beaten Spurs easily if we'd have had a fair shot. Palace. You can debate how one consequence, one action could lead to another consequence, but in reality, we win that game if that decision is given correctly wasn't overruled wrongly um, those five points alone never mind other decisions passed in the season would have had us right in the mix for the Champions League and we are cruelly deprived of that will we ever be in the Champions League contention again maybe but probably not yeah, I mean, I, I think it's very unlikely, um, very, very unlikely, because as, as much as we're on the up and we're looking good, um, we're, you know, we will lose the Callister the next window, I think yep. there's little doubt about that. I also think that we'll probably lose Potato as well, and... Um, those two, I would say, as a duo, they're probably the best midfield duo in the world. Uh, wow, that's some point. You might be right. I, I happen to agree with you, by the way. Uh, and um, many, many of the, what are called the big six, uh, which we probably need to add Newcastle in to make it seven, 
uh, are also way on the up. Um, so I, uh, I, you know, however good we are, I can't see us uh, challenging for the top four next season. Um, blame, blame Mike proved me wrong on that. It's kind of proved my caution wrong a few times. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, um, we're going to get some more uh, opinions in a second. Duncan wasn't at the game. We're going to get his views in a minute, and we'll see who else we can we can get on this subject before we talk about Chelsea. And so we move to the man sitting next to me, uh, Mr. Townsend. David, how are you, sir? I'm very good, thank you. Have you calmed down as much as I have? I none, not at all after last week. I was never quite as angry as you, Russell, but um, <laughs> no one really um, is. It only lasted a day or so. Really? Yes. You, you are. Yes. You have a forgiving nature. I have to move on. I have to move on because yeah. it's not healthy. <laughs> well, as I said outside, as a confirmed atheist, um, I, I enjoy the fact that I can stay bitter for ages on these things and not have any concept on the matter of forgiveness. Um, I, I enjoy. I kind of quite enjoy being wound up in the way that. People that are bigoted like to read the Daily Mail and get wound up by stuff like that. I'm very much not of that political persuasion, but I um, I do quite enjoy the uh, the notion of being wronged. Having said that, I also don't enjoy it at all. I'm infuriated by it. It was a disgrace. Just quickly, your thoughts on those decisions? I mean, it's obvious we were we were wronged it overall, but any particular observations? Um, yeah, I think they were really poor decisions. Um, on the other hand, um, I don't subscribe to conspiracy, conspiracy theories. Um, yeah. I thought it was more a question of, of incompetence. Um, and, um, you know, I, I just think we have to move on from it. But um, it's very galling because I understand it was the third or fourth time that we've received uh, an apology from the PGMLO. Third time for a league game, fourth time overall. Okay, yeah. Because of the Liverpool yeah. Cup game too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so you just makes you wonder where where we would be um, if those decisions had been different. But um, um, yeah, but I'm I'm just looking forward, looking forward to the game today. Um, slightly apprehensive about it, and um, hope, hoping that uh, Chelsea don't decide to come good today. Um, but. Um, um, it would be lovely to do the double over them and I think it would be our first ever win at Stamford Bridge Fine. well yes we've never won there I mean yeah. the, the way this season's gone it feels as if we're the favourites um, and yet you're right yeah we've not won here so should we be the favourites that's the question of course we're not going to have Mr Potter there uh, having been sacked uh, just a couple of weeks ago um, but if we can win it, then we, it there's no time like the present it feels like the right timing we're having the best season we've ever had yeah. uh, we should have more points than we have but nonetheless we are fantastic to watch and uh, Chelsea are in flux so no, there's no time like the present also you'd like to think we'll be fired up by what's happened at the weekend yeah. I mean we can't have played better than we did anyway last week really and yet, I just hope we don't get overly fired up and actually snap at chances and not quite yeah. make it count in the way that we could do through this motivation through injustice. Yeah, I, I, I think that's right. Um, I, I thought an interesting point was that um, um, I think I'm right in saying that Howard Webb um, actually made a point of saying that our, our players um, behave respectfully towards the officials. 
last week. Um, so that makes me think that there, that there will be a sense of injustice there, but that it could still be channeled in the in the correct way. I mean, that's um, classy by us, isn't it? Because yeah. it was so easy to have completely lost our heads and ended up yeah. getting players sent off and all sorts there. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think the discipline inside is is uh, is, is is really good. Um, and um, yeah, so I, I would I would expect the same today. But um, um, it would be an int- interesting to see. It's a, it's just a shame, in my view, that uh, that Graham Potter isn't still there because that would have, if we do win, that that would have made it all the more sweet. Yeah, all, absolutely. All, yeah. And not even Bruno. Well, I mean, he might be there somewhere, but yeah. he's not. It's not his team today. No, yeah. no, no. Um, I, I, I would never. Uh, as you know, Bruno's a, a big hero of mine, so Absolutely. I, I, I wouldn't be able to bring bring myself to boo Bruno. But um, but Potter would have been a different matter. Yeah, we're just looking at something here. Hearing that's going to be a Frank Lampard fanfare before the match banners, video montages of Chelsea manager from back in the day. Just to hope. A little bit of that sparkle cuts off on the blues. That's uh, an article on the BBC website that Andy's just showed me. Speaking of Andy, Andy just mentioned the word incompetent in regards to the refs last weekend. You've used the same word. We like to think it's only that and nothing worse. I I think it's biased, personally, but that's my own opinion. But let's say it is incompetence. This is awful, isn't it? That we're talking about incompetence at the top level in the top league in Europe in terms of profile and standards. It's not good enough, is it? And are we worried this might happen again today? Or do we get the bias the other way due to pressure? I'm I'm more worried that it'll happen next week at uh, at Wembley. Um, Well, exactly, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, um, uh, I I think all all the fans of all teams have similar complaints. Um, So, um, Not to our degree, surely. I don't know. Not justify ones, anyway. I, I really don't. I really don't buy into the uh, the bias or all the conspiracy theories. But um, who knows? Could be wrong. Could be wrong. Um, and maybe I'll change my mind next week um, if we're on the wrong end of some decisions against Man U. I, I think my head will explode if that happens, David. Um, so, really, you think it's you? You genuinely think it's nothing consciously biased? Maybe unconsciously. Or not, not even that. No, um, you know, I um, unless unless there's evidence, then uh, then I I, I I just don't just don't hold with it. I'm afraid, um, and I haven't I haven't seen any concrete evidence for that. So. Well, I, I, wouldn't the decisions this season be that evidence? There's been a number of penalties we should have had, but we weren't given. I've I've not seen anything go our way. The only, the only decisions we've had on VAR have been to confirm what should have been given already. We haven't been given decisions we shouldn't have been, either on, on, on pitch or through VAR. And yet we've had plenty the other way, haven't we? True, true. Um, but, yeah. Um, I know this is all, I, I it's all subjective it's and all debatable. I think, I, I think any, any friend from other, any, any team, um, maybe apart from Man U, would, uh, would Every time they, we play them. Would, would my, 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 my blood is boiling already ahead of next Sunday, and nothing's happened yet. 
incidentally, uh, we're all going to be in Box Park next week, aren't we, for the Wembley uh, semi? You looking forward to that? Uh, well, I'm not actually. Oh, you're not uh, there. You're not no, going to the box. I lost. There's so many of us going. I lost track of who is. I'm not there. Oh, um, okay. But I might have to go there afterwards to drown my sorrows, uh, or to celebrate, maybe. Come on, it's the latter, surely, David. Anyway, great chatting to you. Let's hope for a good game today. Do you have any predictions? I'm going to go four-one again. Uh, <laughs> Slightly optimistic. Two-nil. Two-nil two to us. us. Yeah. Brilliant. Right, so Duncan wasn't at the Spurs game. He's just asked me, ahead of us recording this, why we're talking about Spurs again. And Andy said, because he's still seething. I am still seething. I'm seething with rage. And I will never stop seething with rage. Because we've been robbed of nine points, really, but five in particular, Spurs and Palace, which on, on its own would have seen us still competing for the Champions League. Yeah, here we are sitting a lot, sitting around knowing we're seven points behind Spurs with two games in hand, when we should be one point behind Spurs with two games in hand. Discuss. Over to you, Duncan. Well, I agree with everything. I'm, I'm with everything that you said. I, I'm trying not to dwell on it and make, bring me down, but it is one of those games that has just lingered on and on and on. Um, I... But I'm trying not to make it ruin my life. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Although it could be tricky at the end of the season if we miss out on uh, a European po- a place by a point or goal difference or whatever it is, you know, that's going to be really gutting. Yeah, well, um, this is what we were saying at the bar earlier when we first came into the pub today. Yeah. Was one way or the other, those five points are going to be telling in one respect or another. That's going to be massive at the top of top of the Premier League in those top six positions. That is for five points. That is enormous. That could be it really is a difference. Although I do think if we if we got into the Champions League, I think we would struggle. So I would rather we're in sixth or seventh or fifth and got into either Europa or Europa Conference. So. I'd rather be Europa League than Europa Conference. Because I don't think there's a huge difference in standard, but I, I do think that there's going to be a difference in the prestige and also in the potential for us to hold on to or attract players yeah. if we're that little bit higher up the rankings. And I watched, I watched the highlights, very unusually, of Europa League and Europa Conference. And I was watching West Ham's game again. Ghent, sorry. And I thought, we could take Ghent easily. We could take Ghent. I mean, West Ham have won every game in our tournament, and they drew that match. And we've, we've beat West Ham every time we bloody play them at the moment, or draw with them. So, surely we'd be alright. Anyway, we've got the teams in. Can someone read that out? I haven't got my glasses. Duncan. There we are. San- Sanchez is in goal. Yeah, this is a turn up. Argus was reporting this morning that um, training yesterday that Steele pulled out early and was possibly doubtful. They didn't know who was going to start. Oh, okay. Yep. So, um, yeah, we're talking about that on the train up. Yeah. What's the rest of the team? Webster's in for Colwell because Colwell was uh, ineligible. Yeah. yeah, and uh, Ferguson starts instead of Welbeck. Otherwise, yeah. it's what you expect. I thought that was going to be the case. Ferguson, they're managing him, aren't they? So he could be fresher for one game rather than another. 
even though we're still only playing one a week at the moment until we get post semi-final but uh, that's good oh, that's alright interesting we'll see how that goes Duncan just very quickly I know you weren't at the Spurs game so we won't dwell on that anymore I was in Norfolk I was listening to it on the uh, online and uh, yeah just got it but anyway I'm trying not to talk about it <laughs> we have one of your traditional pictures of you with your feet up Feet in frame, bottle of beer or pint of beer or glass of wine yeah, in, bottle, in frame. Thoughts on today's game? Oh, it's, not, it's a Potterless Chelsea, yeah. so we can't do the double over Potter. We could do the double over Chelsea. We've never won here. Correct. Is this the time? I think it's the best, best chance we've ever had of doing it. The way we're playing. Um, good to see Ferguson starting there. It's, um, He's going to score today, isn't he? Of course he is. So is Mittimer. We're getting disallowed, but there we are. <laughs> um, Lampard's first game at home, so the crowd will be behind him, so I think they'll be really up for it, so that will go. Yeah. Still injured there to say that. Yeah. Um, so the crowd will be behind them, so that'll be something in their favour to start with, but since we start playing our normal way, then obviously that'll quite and they'll start moving yeah. <laughs> we, we, we've got interrupted there briefly by the Gresty family we'll try and get their opinions on the walk up to the ground possibly in a moment we've been enjoying some beers having a nice bit of Hobson's my choice of Hobson's Hobson's choice was the Dark Miles we're now on a pint of pint Nick we mentioned you earlier if you are listening to this and I know you are you'll appreciate that one won't you the Marble Brewery uh, the Marble Brewery is excellent. Absolutely excellent. Pint of pint. Pint of pint, yes. <laughs> Can you have a half of pint? Or would you have to have a half pint of pint? Half pint of pint. It's gotta be, you've got to be, you've got to define it correctly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, the Hobson's Choice joke backfired because I, I had a, a, the dark mild and I went back to get the blonde and it ran out halfway through and I tried the best bitter that ran out halfway through. So I didn't have any Hobson's Choice at all, ironically. <laughs> debatable whether it was a joke in the first place. <laughs> exactly, that's true. Very true. What is Hobson's choice? Do you remember what I had to find? It's something from literature, isn't it? Or is it something from alcoholism? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Mouse Duncan. Anyway, we'll leave it there and we'll uh, get on to some match time content. Stay tuned. In, in fact, just before we get to the match day stop, a couple of bits we forgot to mention. The degree to which we're getting a claim is beautiful. Chelsea lost in midweek, Champions League. They put out a strong team. They made six changes today. That tells you they're focusing on the one tournament, bizarrely, that they're still in, which is Champions League. Although they lost 2-0 at Real, they're probably fucked. And Duncan here is going to read out, because I haven't got my glasses. Duncan's going to read out one of the, uh, the quotes in a minute. But in the meantime, very quickly to say, Chris Sutton on Five Live, Barry Glendening on the Guardian Football Weekly, and someone Alan mentioned to me, whose name I forget, all national level journalists, all said that Chelsea's fixture this weekend is a nightmare. I think they, they are accepting that because they are playing a weakened team and writing this game off the way it looks. Duncan, you picked up on something from 
It's from Pep, isn't it? From yeah, Pep. from Pep Guardiola in his, um, his press conference yesterday, he was asked about uh, the six-point difference between uh, City and Liverpool, and City and Arsenal, and uh, saying the game in hand was against Brighton, and the, the uh, journalist was saying that, well, obviously that would go to three points, and he just said no, and he said this, the best team in the world for build-up is Brighton. There is no better team in bringing it from the keeper to the last quarter. No team better right now. I mean, that's just incredible phrase, isn't it? But one of the best, if not, if not the best, that managers out there. Absolutely. A cynic might say it's uh, it's early stage shithousery ahead of when we play them. But I don't, I, to be honest with you, I don't think that's the case. I think he genuinely appreciates all good football, and he knows we're a good team. He's complimented us in the past under Graham Potter, and I think he will recognise, being a football brain that he is, that we are now better than under Graham Potter. Um, there's some interesting defensive stuff. I'm hoping to get Wedge, a, a.k.a. Andy Gresty's opinions on that on the way up to the ground. He noticed something about our defence, uh, how we're evolving our defensive system as well. We'll get on to that in a moment, but what praise from Pep Guardiola. That's incredible, isn't it? To think, as you said, we're looking at his team, I think if we'll look back on this, maybe, if, if we fall back again at any point in the future ever, we'll look back on this era, however sustained it might end up being, in awe, won't we? Yeah, absolutely. Just going through it, you know, Ferguson starts, he's going to be on to be, he's going to go on and be major for a much bigger club than us, unfortunately. Um, you know, Mitzema, McAllister, World Cup winner, he's going to go big. We've got Caicedo. It's just fantastic. The way we're playing, you were saying earlier, trying not to, trying to keep grounded and realise where we've come from and you know, 20 years ago, almost to the day, we were losing to Grimsby and, uh, you know, it's, the times have changed so much. It's utterly incredible. Well-run club. Everyone now is looking at the model of how to make a football club. I remember it was the, the Blackpools and the... Maybe the Swansea, you know, this, this sort of thing. Now we're, everyone's going, we want to be a Brighton. We want a decent owner, a well-run club, um, you know, nice stadium, fantastic training ground, most brilliant recruitment. Although nobody's going to get the Stalinism algorithm, but, <laughs> you know, it's, it's an incredible time to be an Albion fan. I remember when Swansea won the title. Uh, uh, in League One, and they came to our place already crowned champions. We gave them a guard of honour because we're classy, unlike who is it, Huddersfield or uh, Southampton? Southampton, wasn't it? But we, when they won the title in their promotion season, you could tell Tony Bloom, freshly in in possession of ownership, said, "We want to do that. It can be done. We should do it." Well, we've done it with extra anchovies, haven't we? Yeah, it's um, yeah, what a time to be alive. My kids are 20 and 16, and all they've ever known is uh, winning from Gus onwards, I suppose. So Absolutely. Glory time. So, big up to your, your daughter, Charlie, yeah. Charlotte, who is a massive Solly March fan, long, long in the making. So, she must be reveling at this because he's always been a good player and a local boy and everything else, Pete. He didn't fulfil his potential, but now he's amongst those that have been the success story of the season. Yeah, I mean, Deserby working his magic. He was one of the first players when he first spoke, said, I can work with Solly March. And he just has, whatever he does, 
I don't know, but it just gives people a confidence. And uh, it really has brought this team on. He's, he is building, Giuseppe is building on Potter's shoulders. You know, what, what Potter laid the foundations and all the recruitment that has gone on. But Giuseppe has got this extra bit that has really gone on. And I know he, um, he worships Pep, doesn't he? So I can see him maybe eventually wanting to take Pep's job. If, if Vincent Company doesn't take it, Pep has, on four occasions, uh, basically said he's going to be the future Man City manager. We'll see how it goes anyway. But we better get going, so uh, more, more on this later. They got a Frank Lampard banner. These boys, I love it. Free kick, apparently. I won't play on. Somebody doesn't know the gestures. Oh God, we've stepped down from last week. <laughs> Go on. Oh. Oh. Three minutes, ten minutes later, Duncan, what are you thinking about the game? Oh, um, well, it seems to be generally all over them. Um, That's the side again. I don't know whether, oh, right, this is Kukurea's uh, reception. As if anyone needed to know what this was about. Ouch, ouch. Yeah, the goal, not 
so there, there was a deflection. Um, <laughs> Sanchez, maybe he was at fault. I don't know. There was a deflection. He was going the wrong way, and then he had to recover and go the other way. I'd have to look at it again. Um, but we've had so many. Uh, we've had well several chances anyway. Yeah. Um, Jamie's pockets for the goal though. Deflected, deflected shot yeah. in the end. Against the run of play, I think yeah. they've had some attacks, but we've been the bad side. Yeah, definitely. McAllister, um, side netting. Who had, uh, Ferguson hit the Ferguson bar. Ferguson hit the bar. We thought it was going to go in. But... And here we are on the attack again. Let's yeah. stay with it. Let's see what happens. It's Solly. Gone, Solly. Oh! Oh, jeez. Who's made it in the corner? Just wide. Nearly top bins. Just wide. And more abuse to Kukurea. More abuse. I think they're saying winner. I think so. <laughs> yeah! Right on the top side. It's one all, and we're on the attack. Come on, boys! Done his turn. Oh, nearly. <laughs> nearly another header. The Pascal, the Pascal pirouette involved there. Yeah. So Gakpo has scored for the Albion, our new player, according to the scoreboard. <laughs> Welbeck came on for the injured Ferguson, and he's headed it in the net off the post. What a goal! Oh, uh, brilliant, brilliant goal. It's hilarious that the Chelsea announcer introduced Danny Welbeck. Has got Gakpo. <laughs> I know we're playing in red almost today, but yeah, that's too much. I wonder if Gakpo will be on the uh, on the score sheet. And, and the goal stood, which is a nice novelty for us, isn't it? That's unusual. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they could have looked hard enough. They could have disallowed it for some reason. Let's talk about the Chelsea cheating too, faking injuries. And yeah. having a foot injury holding your head to try um, and get the game stopped. Yeah, both Talabar and Gallagher have done yeah. that. Are they Holy. worried about us or something? Of course they are. Of course they are. Well, wouldn't you be? Oh, yeah. What's it trying about, dude? What a disaster. Whoa, whoa. Everywhere we go. What's it trying Already. It's only half time. Courtney's lost his voice. Oh! 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 So half, half, half time. Half, half time, one all. 13th minute or something like that, we conceded a deflected goal. Maybe yeah. Sanchez's foot movement could have been better. We, we'll, we'll have to see that back. Yeah. It looked like we could have maybe saved it. Very jammy as well. Connor yeah. bloody Gallagher, of course. Wanker. Wanker. Who's been cheating at uh, the rest of the game. Yeah. And got a yellow card for his troubles. Yeah. Which is good. Um, we equalised. We hit the bar. We hit the side netting. Uh, eventually, we scored. Only after Ferguson had been injured... Uh, in a, a challenge, someone hit his knee, it looks like, when he was hyperextended. 
yeah. as we are hearing the expression is. Yeah. Uh, we're not sure how serious that might be. We're really hopeful for next weekend. We'll have to see. But in the meantime, in the meantime, um, Welbs came on under the guise of Gakpo <laughs> and scored with a header right in the corner. Beautiful. Cross, cross. Beautiful goal. Yeah, Kepa was left standing. He's just rooted to the ground, watching it sail over his shoulder, right in the top corner. I love it when the goalkeeper's rooted. It's brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> and we're one all, which is the least we deserve. We've been a better side. Yeah. Most of it's been played in their half. They have looked dangerous. Yeah. Occasionally, Mudrick in particular, and then Gallagher for that goal. I mean, the break was good. He, he broke forward, went into the middle. It's just that we didn't close, close him down. Yeah. And you didn't mention Kepa had a brilliant save. I forgot who it was, but um, really oh, yeah. great save. Ferguson's header, yeah. I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Brilliant save, tipped over the bar. And right near the end, they could have gone back in front. They had a break down the left-hand side of their attack, or right-hand side of our defence. Crossed in, a brilliant save from Sanchez. And then there was yeah. an offside. Pushed it onto the, the post. Yeah. Um, we were quite lucky then. They would have been, we? yeah. But we would have been unlucky to have gone behind, wouldn't we? Definitely, definitely right. the better side. So, yeah. nice to get uh, an equaliser four definitely. minutes before the break yep. and uh, go in feeling okay with a better side. We're not, we're not losing. And so. seeing with the uh, American drone that is Top Bowley Arena, let's just go with an Americanism. Uh, in regards to the second half, we got this, haven't we? Sorry, Amir, if you're listening. Uh, didn't mean to over patronise on the American side, but we got this, haven't we? Well, we should do, but that's the game of football in the end, isn't it? You I know, know, we're playing well. We They've got good players. They can hit us on the break. You know, it's a bit like Tottenham all over again. Yep. The ref hasn't been that bad. Uh, yeah. Well, to a certain extent. Yeah. You know, not as bad as last. Oh, no, no, uh, nowhere <laughs> Nowhere Yeah, can't club those steps again. The, the only issue is Beltman went down with an injury earlier. Possibly a left hamstring, we yeah. think. Which yeah. is a worry for next week and also for this game because we've now had two substitutions, different windows. Yeah. We're allowed five subs, but we well, can only one make one the other window, three yeah. in one window now. Yeah. Which is potentially, we're certainly going to be constricting, potentially concerning. We'll see how that pans out. But yeah. I will leave you alone now, Duncan. No, I won't no, bother well, you I just too much. To say, no, 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 well, concerned about, you know, Lamptey out for two weeks. Yeah. Or, um, yeah, Gross came Mel- in. Melbourne uh, now. Gross is filling in for the second half in right back. Yeah, and just, uh, and Cisno came on. By the way, get worried about next weekend, really. And yeah. injuries start to build up. Marty United, United is bad, isn't it? Marshall, it is bad. Uh, Shaw, Martinez. Martinez. Uh, who else is out? Rashford, Baran. Rashford, Varane. Yeah. Uh, they might have Phil Jones at the back. <laughs> oh yes, please let that Keane's got his boots. <laughs> yeah, well that mouthy fucker can come on if he wants. We'll take him down. Leicester teams, I ask you. Pissed off Keane, you wanker. Anyway, uh, that's on that note. On that note, we'll break for half time. <laughs> Let's just get your views. We're actually dominating this, aren't we? We're dominating this. We game. are absolutely. Chelsea have brought on four subs at once. We think that might put fresh legs on, but they have no shape or no structure at all. Yeah. So there's a goal coming. And we're on 62 minutes, and it's been all us. Had a couple of dangerous attacks. Here we go again. Mitama, come on. Oh. Piling on the pressure. Again, we 
to win the ball. They've given it away so many times in their own half. And here we go. Here we go. One, two. Almost in on goal. Almost. Alexis McAllister, which well back. Of course, what's up? Should have played Caicedo on that. Yeah, one. we had a task set. And that attack a few minutes ago as well. When we it was going out of play on the side, kept it in. It was going out of play, they're trying to separate it out behind the goal line, kept it in. And Caesar, he's been full of running, hasn't he? Full of purpose. And here he is now on the ball, going into the middle, having a shot for Now he's gonna cross it. Mitima. Come on, Caicedo, come on. Ah. And back to us again. Ah. Poor decision. Fucking yes! Wait, we just scored an absolute fucking scorcher. We said he scored, didn't we? Talk about it, talk about it. Julio's been on fire today. He's playing in the number 10 hole. They haven't assigned anybody to mark him. He's killing them everywhere, but he's taken that ball 30 yards from goal, and it's right on the post in front of the top corner. All the way and through. The Elmian fans are all no, over the stadium. Absolutely fucking mad. Absolutely fucking crazy. We were saying, we were saying he's going to score. He, he was is on it. He's going to score. And we also said, and here's the opportunity to say it, incisive from Insisto. Oh, unbelievable. But I didn't expect him to put it in like that. That is our goal of the season, unquestionably. Absolutely. And because it was from range, we could actually enjoy it without worrying about VAR. And we needed something to break them down, didn't we? We did. Yeah. We, we needed something because we've had so many tame shots. But the keeper's got no chance there. That is an absolute bullet. What a goal. What a goal. 2 1 up. That was in about the 69th minute. We're now in the 71st, 72nd minute. Chance was right down there on that goal celebration. Right in Lovely. This is where just son is talking about his son. Unbelievable. Beautiful. Beautiful. This sexy new song. Sounds Argentinian to me. I love it. Or South America, anyway. Here we go again. Thought we had a free kick for Welbeck, but it was offside. Two and up, 73rd minute. And we're going to sing this for next week now. Here we go. Pressure, pressure, that's it, that's it, well done. Well done, Ali. And again, keep pressing them. We've got about two more minutes. 
effort that from Rhodes. What's that, 30 yards out or something? Yeah. That's right, yeah. Over the bar. It's over the bar. We've got about one and a half minutes of normal time. Sorry, added normal time. And I'll add another 30 seconds. Six minutes of stoppages. We've had six minutes 15. They're probably going to go to seven. So we've got about 40 seconds left to go. Back with our goalie. We've got 30, 20 seconds. 20 seconds left. Seven minutes, referee! That's seven minutes! on that and CISO goal. I haven't got them yet. Goal of the season. And goal of the season. And that's so cool. <laughs> Listen to this. In the heat of the moment. Where are you going on, European
And so we have our first ever win at Stamford Bridge, Courtney. And we fucking deserved it, didn't we? Oh, without a doubt. Should have been more. Should have been more. All on us for not putting it to bed, but... We, we did make it hard work to win that's what a way to win it Julio and Cito are yeah. star boys it's so good it's so good Beautiful. I just hope we haven't got any major injury issues there from that we might have we might not we'll have to so, see we'll have to wait and see yeah. Yeah. and so we've uh, we've reconvened at the White Horse the Slowly Pony post match yeah I'm now with Charlie who was with us earlier but I didn't get his, uh, his views on uh, Spurs if you want to drop it in on that feel free but mainly about the Chelsea game now it's, yeah, forget about Spurs 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 is prehistoric history now they, they cheated uh, and won yeah and I'll probably uh, just be repeating what many people have said anyway exactly. so. so let's talk about the game Chelsea, today I mean we've, do, we've done the start. double we've done the double over them. first win played, at Stamford Bridge we played them off the pitch Yep, three or four one, and even their one was a lucky deflected yeah. effort. Sanchez maybe could have done slightly better. He looked like he was a bit slow, but he could have been wrong-footed. But that's by the by. Where it should have been three or four one easily, but Enciso's goal. Oh. Yeah. See, I was in the lower tier, <laughs> yes. and all you boys were in the top tier because I yeah. only bought my ticket in the week. I wasn't yeah. even supposed to be coming today, and some tickets popped up on sale on the website on Wednesday. And I thought, you know what? You I haven't, to be got, when I haven't got any plans yeah. yet. Let's do it. So I bought my ticket, and then we got to the ground and realised that you were in the upper tier and I was in the lower <laughs> tier. But it didn't matter because I had a bird's eye strike, a view directly behind the line about five yards to the right of the goal 12 rows back of Anciso's rocket as it flew no powered into the top corner and all of us in that section of the lower tier right behind the goal were up and in the air before well before the ball hit the back of the net we followed it all the way in and I've never seen a ball hit better in person than that beautiful it was ridiculous it was common as well wasn't it we, yes. just, we were staying in the last month or so second half you could see we scored what was it like 65 minutes maybe something like that yeah those 20 minutes they they, yeah. they barely they, they barely had a touch in our half of the pitch they couldn't play it out of their own third they kept giving it away in their they own half they kept giving it away it long we kept pressuring yeah. them they couldn't get a touch on the ball we yeah. were all over them and Cecil had already hit the post a few minutes before his yeah. rocket we'd had other chances other breakaways yeah. and you're looking at it going please don't let this be another Spurs where we end up losing 2-1 despite absolutely dominating yeah. or even them. just having, all, um, having a draw and then and so Oh, apparently, uh, apparently, they're looking at a replay of Enciso's goal, and apparently they can see me. Yeah, I thought they might be. I so thought I might be because I was yeah. directly well, behind we were, it. We were wondering yeah. this. If you yes. did, I, I did get up on the chair there. and was like this to be like, yeah, I'm here, I'm here. So I reckon I Brilliant. thought I might have been because I was. Well, yeah. You say a, a ball's never been struck as well. Yeah. So we're talking goal of the season yeah. now, are we? Potentially. I mean, I don't know well, how far it was. Twenty-five yards, but there probably are better goals. Like how do you measure goals? Yeah, goals. I've never seen a ball hit purer and right in the top corner in person there should be two categories shouldn't they yeah. there should be yeah. strike of the ball goal of the yes. season and, and there should be team play. goal of the yeah. season yeah. 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 but I don't yeah. think we struck one better than that although McAllister against Leicester yes true, true. Of that that you were right by them as well I wasn't there for that game oh, you're not there so, no, oh, exactly. you missed... yeah, I know exactly <laughs> anyway so it's yes. fortuitous you were originally not available for this no game. I only bought my ticket on Wednesday you said you yeah you suddenly it was too late for them to post it I had to queue up at the Chelsea ticket office before the game to get it 
worse than that. And I realised I was in a different tier to you guys, so I was there on my own, just sitting watching, and then that goes in, yeah. and yeah. Mind you, you, there was no room. You know when you saying about bunching up, trying cheeky, yes. coming where we were. Yeah, it already felt like someone had done someone that. Had done so that. Yeah, so, yeah, ridiculous yeah. seating. It's right. such a crammed stadium. Isn't it, it was chill really for us. Sense. I was like second back row, I think, just chilling. <laughs> there was like two or three seats right side of me. I was like, well, this is nice. <laughs> it's beautiful. But there we go. So a beautiful day out. Um, I wouldn't call it any kind of retribution for last week because no. last week we've still been ripped off we, yes my argument is we would have still got this yeah. this week would have happened the looking way at the league up. table now it almost makes last week so worse again yeah, because exactly. even if we'd got a draw which probably still wasn't a fair result we'd now only be one point behind Spurs yeah. with about six better goal difference and two games in yeah, hand exactly if we even with just a draw, draw let alone yeah. winning last weekend and we should have exactly but even just getting a draw by, by, which, been, by which case yeah. we'd be two ahead of Spurs exactly we'd Games games in hand. Hand, and we'd yeah. be fifth now, yeah. yeah. And we're, we're a far yeah. better team than Spurs this yeah. season, and yeah. it's ridiculous. Not even been, today. Everyone's saying they should be yeah. up where they are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And we're down more towards where Chelsea are. And that's no, yeah, I was just going to say. Today's t- game, you look at the different. league table, and we're marching on in sixth slash seventh, whatever we are, yeah. with a couple of games in hand, and yeah. absolutely on form, and Chelsea are like 11th, and yeah. that's how the game played out yeah. today. We we bossed it they were a mid-table team yeah. at the moment we really bossed yeah. it yeah They've we came in there like a team who's who's hunting down Europe or heaven forbid even Champions yeah. League places yeah. in form yeah. and they're struggling in mid-table having just sat their manager and that's exactly how the game played out yeah absolutely and I was saying to you I think it was to you on the way walk up yeah. to here um, yeah, the thing is that we I think there was a, a greater margin in the Spurs game there was this week yeah and that's not to say that I think Spurs were better than Chelsea were yeah but we were much better in that game than we were in this game yeah that's how well we played yeah. last week but this week we thoroughly deserved to win it my only issue is it should have been a, should have been a, three, a, or four. Four. Yeah. Three, three or four yeah, yeah. to be yeah. a bit more yeah. comfortable at the end yeah. but yeah, yeah at least we got the three points that's and I, I need to see it all back but there was one dangerous moment there was a cross on the right Jack Felix I think it was closing in on goal yeah. he must have been close to that yeah, yeah. hard to see from the yeah. other end of the pitch was, but yeah. that was nervous Cracking, wasn't yes. it? Well, yeah. Anyway, Chaz, it's great to catch up again and what All a day. Good. And now we can celebrate with some celebration we Let's go to the bar. Let's go to the bar. Hang on, one moment, one moment. One more bit with Chaz. You said that when you came out of the, uh, the ground, the expression to describe that goal, and we forgot to mention it on the air, so let's quickly pop yeah, that on the air. I was, what was it? I was politely mentioning when I was being recorded something about a rocket or something, but the initial reaction straight out of the ground was a thunder bastard. Thunder bastard. <laughs> and that, that, that probably more accurately <laughs> describes it. Was it a thunder oh, bastard? A thunder bastard! Get in! Hit, son! Take a boo, son! <laughs> and so ends our match day special for today fantastic win 2-1 away at Chelsea we're back in the hunt for the Champions League well sort of anyway but we are firming up our position in the Europa League that's the most important thing at this stage in regards to the table just a few final bits uh, to mention really before we sign off uh, first of all I wanted to mention to do with Spurs last week the final word on Spurs until I bitch about it again in the future Josh friend of the show who does the Together podcast said in a WhatsApp group, if I want to watch scripted drama, there's a metric shit ton of it available in much better quality. I'll rewatch the fucking wire. Great quote. One of my favorite quotes of the year, gotta say. Um, 
uh, Albion News player recruiter Salvatore Monaco, who came in with Deserbi when he joined the club, has now left the club, reportedly with RDZ's approval. So he was the uh, one of the chief recruiters, but apparently is no longer with the club. Interestingly, uh, that seems to be approved of, so fair enough. Uh, Johnny Wakelin, Where Seagulls Fly, the song Re-Animax, 100 Up video. Remember, he um, posted last week 100 games for the Albion, and there was a montage shown, in, no doubt in collaboration with the Albion, showing all of his goals and key action and all that stuff, to the tune of Where, Eagle, uh, Where Seagulls Fly by Johnny Wakelin. I wondered who that was. I didn't even know who he was. I found out through the Totally Football podcast that he is a singer-songwriter from Brighton. Uh, check his stuff out. He's on He's on Spotify. It's a bit cheesy. It's a bit hammy. But uh, I'm in the mood for anything Seagulls-related, so fair play to him on that one. And the final word, and it's a bit of a bitch-fest again, survey shenanigans, I've put it down as, as a category to mention. Uh... There's been several surveys recently by the Albion to try and gauge opinions, thoughts, uh, uh, views on various matters, Seagull supporter related. Now, Paul Barber and whoever else has sent out these surveys, one of them was to do with safe standing. And it seemed to be, as the previous one was two or three years ago, a bit tailored uh, in order to get certain results. Now, when I was studying marketing and all the other stuff at college, they were talking about getting an even opinion, to get a proper, genuine view of public opinion. Word your questions carefully in order to do so. To me, it seems, from everything I've seen, to do with the safe standing surveys, one and two, and to do with the public transport um, survey that's gone out more recently, that this is all really about tailoring the results. Now, I'm happy for Paul Barber, if he's listening to this or anyone connected to the Albion, for Paul or anyone else connected to the Albion to come onto the podcast and explain why there's a very tailored, loaded survey in favour of the results I'm sure the club wanted anyway, which was to cut subsidies on transport. That's what's essentially happening. The park and ride, it seems, is going to be a paid-for service. Uh, transport on the trains and buses no longer appears to be free. I'm happy to be corrected on this, but it seems as if that's the case. Now, if it is the case, why? If it's a cost-cutting measure, maybe Albion fans will understand. Can we not be straight about this? Do we need to go through the rigmarole and the facade of having a survey tailored towards certain answers? Uh, there, there were, there were loopholes, there were dead ends in this survey. You couldn't answer. For example, if, if there was a rail strike, how would you get to the, to the ground? The only other option, apart from impractical stuff, was to say, walk. Now, walking for me is one day. If you're talking about, uh, no trains and no public transport anywhere between North London and Brighton, now I know that may not be what they're talking about, but, if that was the case, it would take me one day to walk to the Amex. One whole day. On a scaled-down uh, scenario, we're talking about, obviously, smaller numbers of uh, journeys, but it, it seems to be that um, all of the answers were guided into a certain rabbit hole. And 
I'm quite uncomfortable with the way these surveys are conducted. If they have certain agendas, certain policies, certain ideas they want to, f to go through with, why don't they just come out straight to us and say, right, we're cutting the subsidy on transport because it's costing too much. I think people respect it more than trying to pussyfoot around it and try to tailor a, say, a survey in order to make it look as if a large majority of fans are against something when they're not necessarily. Uh, I, I have major issues. The, the safe standing, there was, I think it was something, I can't remember the figures, it was 55 point something percent said they weren't in favour of it. But only 20% of those people were in areas that were inclined towards standing anyway. Uh, I can't remember what the exact figures are. What I'm saying is, I don't like to be mucked about. I don't think any Albion fan does. And if that is what is happening here, we need to stop that. Because this is a great club. It's so well run from top to bottom. And these individual shenanigans on certain matters are undermining what is otherwise a brilliantly run operation by Paul Barber. So, Paul, if you are listening, please carry on doing so. And please welcome coming in and telling us your opinions on... Why this survey was conducted in this way, why the safe standing surveys were conducted in the way they were, and what is happening going forwards. You're welcome to join us on the podcast, Paul, or indeed anyone else related to this issue. So I just wanted to get those things off my chest. I think that covers pretty much everything. Um, the only other thing to say is we are going to be points light, regardless of how well we do from here on in. We should have more points than we do. We already know that's the case. It is infuriating. I just hope, and I have to say, I think it is probably the case that Paul Barber and whoever else is communicating with Howard Webb and the PGMOL has had a, a soft paw approach to matters so far. Now, I'm hoping and I'm thinking that this is in order to have a greater impact should the matter escalate and continue or, or even escalate into being worse than it already has been. That is where we are at now after the Spurs game last weekend. I'm hoping, and I think I might be right in saying it's probably true, that we've stepped it up in that regard. There's greater impact to be had from being a soft poor club, being very polite, very friendly, very conducive, very congenial, to then stepping on the, on the pace and saying, right, OK, we've had this Spurs game. It's out of order. It's outrageous what's happened. It's scandalous. You, we've, they've apologised for one incident. There were six incidents, six game-changing incidents in that game. They've apologised for one. That's worse than doing nothing. It's an insult. It's an extra, an extra kick in the teeth. I'm hoping um, that uh, things will move on from there, that we can now, from a position of strength argue the case towards getting certainly greater pr and proper refereeing standards imposed, but also finding a way for us to get beneficial decisions in the remaining weeks of the season. That's what I'd like, if we need them. But to be honest with you, again, we were better than Chelsea. We were better than Spurs last week. We battered both teams away from home, so-called Big Six London Giants. We're in a fantastic place. I'm just annoyed we didn't get the three points last week and other points earlier in the season, but I am extremely exhilarated, grateful and happy with the fact that we did get three points from Stamford Bridge. Our first ever win at Chelsea. It's the first time we've done the double over the Blues. 
and I'm delighted with that, absolutely delighted. My only reservation is it could have been by a greater margin, but it's been a great day out, it's been a great game, and, uh, well, the NCSO goal, I've only seen it on a couple of phones and live at the ground, obviously, when it, when it went in. I need to go back home and watch match of the day, and I'm looking forward to that like you would not believe, I have to say. So on that note, I'm going to sign out for this episode. Um, our next one is going to be a preview of the big FA Cup semi-final against our old friends Manchester United, who Roy Keane, the dickhead, seemed to imply was a lesser club that didn't need to be worried about while they're concerning themselves with champions, or whatever it is, Europa League football. You know, the game where they were 2-0 up and cruising and threw it away with two own goals in extra time, including slaphead Harry Maguire's brilliantly uh, converted finish. That was hilarious. The striker came out with a brilliant defensive header to clear the ball out <laughs> somehow. And yet Maguire came out with a, br- a brilliant attacking header. Remember, he's a defender to bury it in the corner of the goal. And it ended from 2-0. It ended 2-2 against Sevilla, who are, of course, the masters of this tournament. Man United now have a tough game next midweek after their weekend fixture coming up in the Premier League. Uh, they have to concern themselves with that while we sit back and relax. They've got a lot of injuries. I know we have one or two potential injuries after the, today's game, but United have many. Apparently Rashford, Martial, Shaw, Martinez, uh, and I think there's two or three others as well, potentially injured. That's going to be interesting. We've got two, three, four, maybe five injuries. Let's see what happens. But anyway, the next episode will be the big semi-final preview. We are going... Well, actually, we may do... We may do a bit more of a review of the Chelsea game. Probably not. But the main, the next main episode will be the big semi-final preview where we'll be speaking all things going according to plan with the legendary Gordon Smith, and also with Sanjay from Kick It Out, uh, who is a Man United fan. Let's get his views ahead of the semi-final and his views on the season for Manchester United so far. That's coming up in our next episode, and we will be doing a match day special from Box Park, where we all have tickets, only about 44 of us, mates, friends, acquaintances, all going to Box Park on Wembley Way ahead of next Sunday's big game. So that will be another match day special, but look out for our... Uh, our semi-final preview. That's the next one coming in just a couple of days. In the meantime, as always, I'll sign out in the usual way by saying, stand or fall, up the Albion. Sports Social Podcast Network.